Hello, Bernadette Winters Bell, a host. It's a podcast from heartache to healing and hope. And now in season three, wow, we're really in it now, from heartache to the art of healing. And we're speaking with all different kinds of people that show us the different kinds of arts of healing. Wait till you see this interview. Could have gone on forever. It was up to her and I. Gabrielle Lee. I saw her perform at the Franklin Stage Company here in upstate New York. Wow, a powerhouse. She sang, she danced, she performed. It was phenomenal. Here was someone with joy. I can't wait for you to see the joy in her spirit. She's a kindred spirit to me, and I just loved it. It's coming soon. Bernadette Winters-Bell, the host of From Heartache to Healing and Hope, season three. From heartache to the art of healing, maybe something all of us could have. Welcome. Today with me is Gabrielle Lee. And maybe some of you saw, I did a little fireside chat um, with the artistic directors of Franklin Stage Company. And Gabrielle in brick tops was a one woman powerhouse. It was, I was so impressed. So welcome, welcome to the podcast, Gabrielle. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me, Bernadette. Absolutely. Well, I, I've got Gabrielle, as you've already said. I'm, I live in New York City in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, but I am back home after performing Bricktop at Franklin Stage Company. You got it right. And I just wanted to tell you that was a great hug that you gave me at the end of the show. <laughs> I don't get to hug people. I mean, I think partially due to COVID, but I, you know, you know, but, but it was so warm and embracing. I'm like, wow, this lady, <laughs> what energy she has. She but does. Anyway, it was like, <laughs> it was so delightful to meet you. And, and, and I just appreciate being so well received there. And I'm glad you got to see the show. I talked to everybody like you have to go see this show and oh, even really? local that maybe hadn't even heard of Franklin or had heard of it and, and not availed themselves of it I was like you're missing out here okay you have to go to this show I think some people went just to shut me up but I don't care why <laughs> <laughs> well they showed up just well, so you know well it, 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 it worked it worked so I'm gonna take a real Oh, I'm a performer. I forgot to tell you that. No, that's just what I was going to say. So you know yourself better than me. So tell us who you are. <laughs> no, I'm I'm an actor, performer, singer. Uh, I, I, you know, they call it triple threat. I mean, that's just a stereotypical name, but I don't know. I sing, dance, act. I love to sing with big bands and orchestras. I'm ex and I um, and I'm a hat model. I model hats. I love hats that I prefer yeah and I'm a print model and uh, oh gosh what else <laughs> I love to scuba dive I'm a diver wow I'm okay, looking to see where I'm gonna go dive next so I can help clean up the ocean that's gonna yeah yeah I love that wow so where do you model hats is that in the city wherever you know I um, the Milliners Guild here, a lot of the women ask me to model their hats that they make. So it's it's mostly uh, now. I mean, now it's, it's like my face and my head is blowing up. I'll send you a shot. 
Oh, please do. There's this one hat that I wear that just went during COVID. Uh, I'll send it to you. I'll have to show you. You know, Uh, years ago, when you went to a house of worship, you wore a hat. As a matter of fact, it was an event. Right. Oh yeah, my my grandmother, my my grandmother wore a hat with every dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, there's a hat to church to church every right. Sunday. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, and my dad, my dad had a hat to match every belt. And belt? Wow. Yeah, it was a hat, belt, and the shoes. And I was like, Dad, you know, I was young, so I thought it was like, Oh no, he's not going to do that to me. <laughs> you know and over in england you know where they have fascinators or down at the kentucky derby that's right the bigger the better absolutely i'm a my fair lady wearing hat kind of woman oh the bigger the better that's why in that scene in bricktop there's a sophie she talks to a bricktop loves sophie talk sophie talk Tucker was like her idol, mm. but Sophie could wear the hats, and uh, we were just trying to to showcase a little bit of her signature hat. It just creates a whole new disposition for a woman. Yes, you know what I'll do when we get ready to launch this. I'll have to film some whatever my producer calls it pictures. Um, but I've got a whole collection of hats. Uh, do you really? I do. Winter hats, regular hats. In fact, there's an organization local and up until the pandemic, once a year, their big fundraiser was a tea at the Atasaga Hotel, the big place around. Huge. Okay. Oh, I saw it. At the resort, right? The pretty. I wanted to stay overnight there. Right. And you, we would go and wear our fanciest and a hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of these people never wore hats before, but it, you're right. It gives you that. Mm, it you know, does. It just right? puts on a whole different. Yeah. Just love it. Wonderful. So, you know, that's interesting. We're talking about that. You know, um, every morning, every night when I go home, I take off the clothes of the day, get rid of it and select the next day's clothing, jewelry, shoes, the whole thing. It, yeah. And in my practice, I have people wear a mask into my office, mask to match the whole thing. Because I don't want to futz around in the morning, you know, and often, almost every day, I go in and go, oh, what am I wearing today? Oh, it's a good choice. I forget what I put aside <laughs> to, to wear. But, you know, I know what I'm going to be doing that day and what kind of outfit I need. But putting that on, that's my persona. And uh-huh. I put on the outfit and go, no matter how I'm feeling, you know, really? Yeah. So in the construction industry, it's putty and paint, make it what it ain't. And that's not so different from what we do. <laughs> right? I've never heard of that. Right. I'm and gonna so use I'm it. Done. now I'm ready to go out to the world all day long. I'm going to be comfortable in what I have because it has to look good, but it has to be comfortable or I'm not wearing it. Right. Sure. And right. And that carries me through the day. So the work that I'm doing with people, the work that you're doing, you know, we have to have something that just carries us all the way through because you know how it is at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Wonderful. So with the hats and the dancing and the singing, what kind of, if any, healing do you find that you give or get when you're in all these different industries? Oh, doing oh these wow. Things? 
You know, as a performer, well, music is healing, first of all. Music is, you know, it's, it can be very therapeutic. I'm washing my windows right now, and I put on my playlist. My I have a spiritual playlist, and I have a lot of friends who sing. Uh, I listen to them because they're my best friends, and I, I most of them live in different countries. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, Michelle Daybridge for one has this one tune that, um, feels so good, good, good. and it just, it's a feel good song. So it makes me feel good. And I just, I'm washing my windows too. It makes me feel so good. And, and she's my friend and I love her and I miss her. So like, it's that connection, that oh. bond. It's like, she's here with me. Hopefully I'll get to see her. She lives in the Netherlands. But she's amazing. She's a star over there. She's never come wow. back. But but I do that in performance. I just think that, and I always, I believe that I have a gift, obviously. Uh, I, I think, I know that I do. I've been knowing it since I was four years old. I'm supposed to deliver the gift. That's all. That my responsibility is to deliver the talent. And it will bless people. It's supposed to do something. It moves people. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've gotten responses. Uh, I, I, I think that I always, as a performer, you have a script, but then there's you too. It's not just the script, you know? So you, you know, you bring your, who you are. It's who I am that makes it come alive. You know, I think, And, uh, and, and it touches people. It, I just feel like it reaches I tend to break a fourth wall. There's walls, you know, they call it the fourth wall. I like to break the fourth wall. This particular show allows me that opportunity to be able to really um, reach the audience, to touch them, to get in their face and say, because I like people. I like to, I like to share joy and bring joy and to make people laugh. I love to entertain for a minute, even if it's for an hour and 45 minutes, I get that time, whatever people may be feeling, they can forget about it because they're in they're in front of Gab, Gabs, Love Gabrielle it. and Regis. I just want them to have fun. I don't know. I just I want people to have fun for that. And it, I think it lasts. I've been told that it will la- it lasts. It's a I leave a lasting impression, but it 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 does something in people and it, it sticks. And hopefully. Hopefully it makes a difference that when they leave the theater, whenever they leave that, they will remember that good time. Maybe, you know, they've had a good time. They can say that. They absolutely do. You know, one of the um, coping skills that I teach is how to reset the brain um, when it's going around and around and around and around. And Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that one. Right. I have a song for that. Do you? Going around. I, because I, uh, you got to remember that thought you had, right? Don't forget. But I just have to say, I know what that is because I, I, it's like that. I hate that figure eight thing going around the same thing, coming around a mountain. I was like, I, I'll pray sometimes, like, Lord God, please, I'm ready to give, I'm ready to not have to go around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain. And it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'll sing that song. When I see when I see a, a similar pattern, I'm like, oh Lord, here comes that same mountain. I'm going around a mountain. Okay, I'm gonna use that. I'm stealing it from you. So what I teach people 
is that we can do it physically. Of course, we could say, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to think this. I'm going to get up and make lunch, go do this. It's mentally that it's much harder to do when you're doing something you can't move, you know, traveling or in a show or whatever. So I said, so the first thing you do is take three deep, slow breaths. Not, (laughs) that's not it. (laughs) So I imagine that when you're doing that thing, you're going down a black hole. So in the hole are ledges everywhere you go. And they're not little and they're not cold. You just get your butt ski right in there, get yourself comfortable on the ledge, three deep, slow breaths. And then you recite a mantra, a poem, a song, a prayer, whatever it is. So it's into four, hold to four, flat out to five. And then usually they'll say, what? I didn't do anything. What's that Bernadette talking about? Okay. Now what do I do? Sing a song? What song am I going to sing? And normally I say to people, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Because everybody knows that song. Right. And you didn't solve the problems. But for three minutes, you didn't obsess. You can't obsess and pray or sing or meditate or breathe. Right. That's why singing works. That's why all that you do resets your brain and everybody else's. Right. 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 And so what you're doing absolutely works. Coming around the mountain, I just love it. Right. I love it. Like, <laughs> I would imagine most people know that song. Right. So people come to hear you sing or dance or model a hat or whatever it is. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, it's and, therapeutic for me as it's exactly. therapeutic for me, too. So it puts a pause, which, by the way, I think we should have been born with conversation for another person, another time. But I think we should have. But and it's a pause button and then a reset button, <laughs> because literally, neurologically, that actually happens. You actually reset your brain when you do any of the things we're talking about. That's why it's like I do feel better. I go to see you. That hug that you described, that was me not thinking about it this way, but giving back to you what I had received. You know, because that's how it affects us if we allow it in, you know. It was so much joy. You had so much light on your face. You were so, so I just received it. Right back at you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's so wonderful if it doesn't. You know, if other people can see it and feel and it doesn't scare them, because some people, what we have is like, Whoa, you know, there are those shows that are heavy. I Before this, I was doing this play called Intimate Apparel, Lynn Nottage, uh, amazing. She's like the uh, playwright of the century right now. She has like three Broadway shows going on. Uh, but she's a Pulitzer Prize winning author, but I got to do Intimate Apparel, which was very heavy. Mm. It was a heavy, uh, it was heavy, but people were still moved. And I, but it's not my sort of, I like to make people have, I mean, I, I dug into that one because I'm always doing things that are joy and up and, you know, I get people going, that's my right. niche. But then, I, you know, as an actor, you know, I have to try other elements of emotions and delve into some of the harder things in life. Yeah, I mean, it challenged me. I had to challenge myself 
and it, yes. it, it, it challenged me, but I was still able to find what's interesting. I was still able, it was a very, it's a drama, mm-hmm. but I was still able to find the comic relief in my character because I think, I, I don't know why, why, why is that? Why do I do that? I'm, I'm, I'm just because organically, that's you, because that's who you are organically drawn to. It can be heavy. I could be crying, but at the same time, I could I could start laughing. I'll find something that'll make me smile and laugh in those tears at Absolutely. that moment. Absolutely. So I talk about all the time the that I think you know people talk about bad days and good days or whatever, and I personally don't think of it like that. And that makes me different than like most of the world. But <laughs> um, I think of it in terms of if there's times where things are heavy, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're using up the resources that you have available. Mm. And you have what people call a good day. You're putting the resources back in so you can feel lighter and better. It's all a balance. You got to mm. put it in. It is a balance. That's right. right. That's right. right. So you can have the beautiful shows where you're full of energy and sharing it with people and balance with the dramas, you know, and then, right, that balances you within your soul. So I often talk about the balance of tears and giggles, because really, when you get down to it, that's what it is, right? Oh. So recently, and both of them are good. It, from that's my right. Point, because when we cry, toxins come out our tears, literally. Such a release. I was about right? to say that. What a release. Any big, profound, smart woman knows what it's like after a good cry. I mean, you're exhausted, you know, (laughs) right. But you feel that really, so those literally were toxins that came out. So tears and giggles, again, you let go of the tears and then the lightness can come in the giggles. That's the balance. So one day, not so long ago, I'm talking to somebody about tears and giggles and I tripped over it as I was speaking. And I said, so it's important to have tiggles. And I went, That's good. I'm going to steal that for myself. So that's a new thing we're using. Right. And that's just what we're doing here. We're talking about the tears and we're certainly showing the giggles. But now I've been saying to people, so how's your tickles? Tickles. You know, I'm going to remember that. I'm writing that down. Go for it. Right. Right. Tickles. Oh, that's good. Right. In truth, that's the balance that we're talking about inside of us. I know. I just love this stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that's how most of it is. Sometimes I'm talking to a client and something comes out of something that I say to them or want to encourage them to do. And I went, ooh, that was good. I think I'll steal that from myself. Because there's nobody more surprised than me about what comes out. But that's kind of like your work. You know, you know you have joy in your soul. And when you bring it out, and you know, I saw you perform. So you know when it's working. And when the audience is there and with you, and it's like great, right? It is. One, I, I have to say there was one weekend, I think it was a, a Saturday when there was no response in both of the shows. It was, I think it was, I don't remember which Saturday, it was a Saturday. And I'm telling you, they were so quiet. And I was, and, and you know, I performed in Germany and I was telling my musician friends about, um, performing in Germany, the German audiences, the audiences are different all over the world, obviously, right? It's a given, but they sit there and it's like, there's nothing. Right. 
But at the end of the show, they will not let you off the stage. Wow. I mean, they stand there and they clap until you have to do like three, four encores. They just won't go home. They just stand there. And I'm thinking, can we please get that during the show? Because yeah. after shows, we're exhausted. You know, after one or two, we want to go home. But I mean, so then we had that audience. I literally experienced that at Franklin Stage. I was, I was so surprised. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, it's such hard work. The show is a very, very challenging physically and vocally. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, it's a lot. It's nonstop. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know what else I can pull out of this, put out, pull out. But because I usually get them. But just because they're quiet doesn't mean they weren't attentive and, and really involved. So it was just uh, they were just. But at the end, you know, they stood up as did every performance after every. But I, it was just one of those things. And even and everyone noticed it. The crew, we all they said, they're awfully quiet the entire time. I think they were. And I said, sometimes I think they were really paying attention to her story because it is a wonderful right. story. She's a right. wonderful Absolutely. woman. But it was just shocking. And I was like, well, I hope well, they're getting something out of this. I hope they're moving. Am I moving? Can they not hear me? Right, right. You know, it's interesting that um, we live in a culture that like we're looking at each other and nodding. We're telling one another, I'm paying attention to you. I'm hearing you, you know, all of that. And when people don't, you're like, yeah. Like what bag of what can I else can I pull out of my bag of yeah, yeah 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 it's right. like okay if that doesn't get them this number is gonna get them but then that didn't get them so I was like okay well we still have a whole another act and then it's like okay well and then finally and this is just me finally I said I said okay people I did a brick top on them I really did I was like okay people now we and I was like you got this and they started clapping with me on that song I'm like. It's sometimes I think people as an artist, I've discovered that, especially in overseas, you we help people learn how to let go. Like mm -hmm. I realized one of my jobs in Germany was to help people feel free to dance. If you yeah. feel like moving, if you want to move on that number, move. Right. And then they do. It's like when you start it and you help them, it's like we help them learn how to find it in themselves, how to do it or something. No matter what culture that they're in. No matter the culture. Right. All over the world. Isn't that interesting? Right. I just noticed I'm mostly in, in, in Asia is easy. They just love they love what we do. They love our music. They love music in the, from the U.S. They love it. And it's easy in some countries. Other countries is harder. Because people don't know how. Sometimes it just seems like maybe they don't know how to. Maybe they maybe they feel like they need permission. There we but, go. So in my show, I give you permission. That's it. Throw your hands in the air, whatever you. And then they're teaching you that just because I don't show it doesn't mean I'm not getting it. Yes, absolutely. Right. But of course, when you're used to moving as much as you do, you know, and singing and you expect because you have seen that people will dive in and give it back to you in that way. Right. Which isn't, yeah. well, it didn't say on the ticket, you must show Gabrielle. Boo -boo. No, 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 no. <laughs> and it's, and if they, you know, yeah, but usually they do. Usually I'm, maybe I'm just full to people being enjoyed. Of course. course. Enjoyed. Cause I, I don't know. I like. Where does your joy come from? 
It's not, I think it's innate. Okay. Comes from how, how do you how keep? Do you, how do you keep it? If you have, you will. Oh, I have to remind myself not to let anything rob me of my joy. I've done that. I think I'm aware of it. I'm okay. aware of things that that try to shut it off for sure. Right. Right. I laugh. I grew up laughing. I love to laugh. And I remember when I stopped mm. at some point in my life. I remember those days when I stopped because it was not mature to laugh at everything. But my mom is a my mom was a laughed at anything. The easiest person in the world to just say anything and she could just laugh. She was just always joy and light. And aren't they the best people to be around? Oh, oh okay. yes. Wow. I just love Maybe, that. Maybe I inherited from her because her laughter was just magnetic. And you let it light up your spirit. I can see it. You said you knew since you were four that this is what you wanted to do. Do you remember what happened at four that you knew? I, was, I used to see myself as in my dreams on stage singing. Since I was four years old, and I and I, it, it would not leave my head. I would tell my I woke up. I, sometimes I'd wake up and I'd tell mom, "I was like, mom, I can't," because I would hear music, and then I would see myself visually, literally as an adult, in a, like a black velvet gown. That that one actually came to reality. That dream, really? that one dream actually happened for me. Absolutely, I and and I told the producers that whole story. I was like, I've seen, I've seen this. I saw that picture clearly when I was four years old. Isn't it interesting how if our spirit, besides our heart, is open, we get these dreams or visions or whatever, pictures that prepare us for what can come. And then we can say, this is what we can do. Now go get ready for it. That's I how was, I you know? It's true. I didn't and here's the thing, I, I, I knew all along as a little girl, I always wanted to be a performer. It clearly showed me mm -hmm. different instances throughout. And perhaps this is another interview <laughs> conversation. But literally, when I got to college, I, I was too afraid to major in theater. So my first year, I, I majored in uh, secondary education, be a teacher. That was my grandmother's voice because it's stable, it's secure, it's something sure. And I lasted six months and I, I lasted six months. I couldn't take it. And I ended up changing my major to theater and I never looked back. Oh, I love it. I love it. I never looked back. Well, I personally am so glad <laughs> that you saw that vision and went that way because I've enjoyed it. Speaking with you and talking to you, this has gone by in a flash. Well, Aww. I can't wait for my audience to see this. And yes, we will have another conversation. And, so. you know, I can easily envision people feeling healing just from listening to you talk and Aww. feel joy that they know that that could be in their life too. If they just don't try to be too mature and just let it in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. You know. I was trying to impress the guy, so it was important to be serious, you know, and grown up. And I let that that didn't last very long. Well, exactly. Then when you figure out you don't have to impress yeah, that was a good. school thing. It was to be cool, you know, you couldn't <laughs> laugh. And I was like, this is not it. 
I'm going to just laugh. Exactly. It's not going to happen. And the good ones will get it, right? Right. So I'm sure people are going to be interested. Is there a website or something that can Absolutely. It's www.gabriellelee.com. And my social media is Gabrielle Shines. Oh, perfect name. Gabrielle perfect. Shines on Instagram. Oh, good. Wonderful. This has been so much fun. Next time we'll put aside more time because I want to chit chat some more. <laughs> you are wonderful. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get to have fun with you in person more <laughs> when I was there, but, but next time. You were there, but you were between shows. There was so much going on. There was a this lot. Was, there was a lot. Just the fact that you've put this time aside to talk, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. For Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. Well, everyone, this has been Bernadette Wintersbell, your host of the podcast From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And this season, From Heartache to the Art of Healing. You just saw it. You just saw it in front of your eyes. I can't wait for you all to see it. Thank you. <laughs>